everyone, it's Roger and James here from the What's On Disney Plus podcast. In this week's episode, we're going to be talking about Disney taking away the free trial. We're going to be talking about what's going to be coming to Disney Plus in July. We'll be talking about a brand new series called Road Trip and a few other bits and pieces. But before we go into anything else, let's start off with doing a little bit of housekeeping. So if you haven't already done so, make sure you do hit that subscribe button on the YouTube channel. You can also follow us on all the different audio platforms, Spotify, iTunes, etc. Also, a big thank you to all of our patrons for your support, including Andrew Giuseppe, Joshua, Julie, Sarah, and what's on Netflix. And also a big shout out to Jacob for becoming a new patron as well this week. If you become a patron, you help support the channel and the website, and it starts at just about a dollar a month. And you get access to a new exclusive uh, weekly show that I do. It's like a Q&A session. I also run through all like the trending of what's trending, and that goes up on Sunday. So that's like a, a Patreon exclusive, and also they get access to a few things a little bit early behind the scenes and bits and pieces. But nevertheless, let's jump into the news. And I think the big one really was Disney Plus removed the free trial. That was um, I had someone message me um, from one of my moderators, uh, Joshua. He messaged me and said, I think they've taken it away. And then somebody else messaged me and going, mm, mm, not sure. And then, so, yep, yeah, check. And then it just blew up yesterday. They've removed the free seven day trial. Um, this is not just in the US, it's in other countries as well. Um, what did you think of this when this, when this came up? Uh, it's, a, it's a bit of a surprise. Uh, free trials are, are standard in almost all entertainment mediums. And uh, them getting rid of it doesn't really make an incredible amount of sense. And we can kind of guess at the motives, but uh, I don't know. I, I think this was a mistake on their part. Yeah. Well, I, I've kind of, I've come in signs of this from two ways. So first off, you have to think now, if they are going to start dropping movies like Artemis Fowl, Hamilton, The One and Only Ivan, and maybe, you know, things like Mulan start dropping on there much quicker, they're now much more aware of people jumping in, using a free trial and jumping back out again. And they make no money. They make zero money on that at all. If someone sets up a, you know, another email account or uses another card and gets in and they just drop out, essentially they are just, well, I'd say, uh, I mean, sort of freeloading, jumping in, getting using, using the system to their advantage. And ultimately they're doing, they're using a loophole, which, you know, people will use. I mean, I've done it on some stuff as well. So I've done it with Disney Plus, didn't feel the need to, but I have used it myself. But now that's gone, it's very much along the lines of you sign up for that month, you're paying that $6.99 and you're going to be paying up for that first month. If you cancel it after that, then that's up to you. It does mean then that you are getting, they are getting that money. And I think it makes sense. It makes financial sense from the idea of, People dropping in for Hamilton, you're paying to watch it. And if you don't like Disney Plus after that, you quit. At least they made their fart, their $6.99. And that's the price of a cinema ticket or, or a rental. So that's fine. I think it makes sense from that point of view. If they're going to start doing more faster things, it makes sense. You know, if they, if they also with the way they've changed over to this dropping a whole season at once rather than stretching it out, it makes a little bit more sense. It goes against everything that sort of we're used to with streaming services. However, it does feel like the world has changed a lot in the last three months from when all this started. And also, if you don't know what you're going to get with Disney Plus when you sign up, you know, you've got the big banner with all the big characters. You're kind of getting that. <laughs> it's, you know, I, I, don't think, I think they kind of moved on from like launch mode now. Now it's like, yeah, no, we want your money. <laughs> yeah. And, and of course, as a business, they're, they're perfectly entitled to want uh, money for the services provided. Yeah. And that includes Disney Plus. But now I still think this is a mistake. Uh, the people who would try to take advantage of this, either setting up multiple uh, 
credit cards at different addresses, uh, different email addresses, all that fun stuff. They're not going to suddenly go, oh, well, I can't do the trial. I guess I'll just pay the $7. No, they're, yeah. they're going to go and pirate it or they're going to borrow someone else's account. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is not an untapped monetary resource for them. This no. is just them removing um, the ability to test Disney Plus before getting it. It's one of those things where I feel like they're making the decision for the people because of the people who take advantage of it rather than the people who could actually benefit from it. Uh, Cause there are people who are like, I, you know, I, I know the Disney classics, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Snow White, whatever, but I don't know what this service has and they want that seven day trial. I don't think you're suddenly going to go, Oh, there's no trial. Uh, well, I guess I'm going to subscribe this. Oh, there's no trial. I'm going to go try HBO max or mm. Netflix or I'll just see what's on my television. I, the, the one argument I can see on their side is that it does cost them resources to provide uh, movies to people who, are, who aren't paying for it. You know, they, they do have to pay uh, the storage costs. They have to pay the networking fees on their side, all that kind of thing. But yeah, no, the, this is a mistake, I think. It's very funny as well, because um, looking at how this has gone down, um, if you go into, like, for example, our Facebook group, pretty much everyone is along the lines of, yep, yeah, yeah, they should do that. They don't, we don't want freeloaders because most people in the Facebook group are already subscribers, are paying for it, and therefore are like, yeah, no, if you want, if you want access to it, you should pay for it. Um, the YouTube comments of the video that I did yesterday generally are along the lines of, yeah, it makes sense. Um, when you go on to, like, non-Disney areas and start looking at the comments, there's a lot of people going, well, that's what I plan to do for the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Why have they done that? It's like, yeah, that's why they've done it. It's exactly why you just said, you know, you, you and being upset that you couldn't watch the whole of the Mandalorian in your free trial. That was what, why they're doing it. I think we are going to see a shift away from it because the reason it was done originally was to get people in. It's, you know, when they say to someone, subscribe to Netflix and you go, well, I don't know what's, what is Netflix, what's on it. I think Disney have kind of moved on from that. They've got a big enough subscriber base that maybe they feel like we're fine. We've done that. You know, people have got into it. Maybe they bring it back after the summer when all this situation's gone down. I can't help but wonder, looking at what's happening now with cinemas, especially across the UK, um, Europe, and obviously America, I think things are changing fast within movies and what's going on because let's just get into that while while we're on it um now cinemas in the u.s are reopening they want everyone to wear masks and over here in the uk we still don't know if they can officially open up tenants got moved back we don't know about mulan how many people are going to want to go back and sit there for a two-hour movie with us with a, a mask on for the next couple of months maybe they're now just looking at this going look cinema's just not going to pull it in they're only allowed 25 percent capacity we need to change how we release our movies and therefore that free trial no longer makes sense to us when we're giving away a premium movie. Um, for example, I think like Scoob has been shifted onto HBO Max next month and that only came out last month. You know, we're starting to see the speed up of this thing to get people on there. And I think it's not just for Hamilton. I think the whole situation has just changed how fast everything's going to arrive on disney plus in the last three four months you know we've you know with onward frozen 2 and artless flower and now these ones you know we're, we're seeing a much bigger movie drop on it and they want to get the money out of it yeah but i think that they need to approach it as well from uh a different perspective if they go okay we can't release mulan in theaters 
I don't think the immediate reaction should be put it on Disney Plus. Yeah. The, you know, the, the reaction will be put it on video on demand mm-hmm. first, maybe two weeks, maybe a month. Um, and shifting the burden of making it a financial success to Disney Plus is not the right way to go around. They, they had to do it with Onward. They had to do it with Frozen 2 to a certain extent. But stuff coming up, they have a chance to say, okay, we've got it here. You can rent it off Amazon or Google or iTunes. Um, and you are, the, you are the early viewers. You get to watch it at your home before everyone else uh, for the premium cost. And then here, now, if you waited a, week, um, a month or two, you get it on Disney Plus. It's the same as video games, yeah. you know, uh, Xbox. You can buy the game now, or you can wait for it to come on to Game Pass. At, uh, you know, several months down the road, that you're you're offsetting money versus time. Mm. I think we're right. I think it's just that kind of weird thing of I I kind of definitely slide on the idea of going why they've done it, and it makes a lot more sense financially. Whether or not you're going to get, you know, will this thing just pop back up again after August September? When they go, well, actually, maybe that you know, maybe they're testing the waters that way. I think a lot of it is about making sure Hamilton. They spent a lot of money on it, and it just seems a bit of a coincidence they've done it like a week before um, or two weeks before Hamilton drops. Maybe they saw it with Artem's foul. I mean, I can't see why, but people might. Maybe they looked at that data and was going, the churn rate just shot up and shot back down again, and they're going, that's not you know we could have made X amount of money, and right now we need that money. I think it's very strange. I mean, there's a lot of competition. Uh, you could argue that most people that maybe are signed up to Disney Plus have already done so. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Mandalorian season two. I would imagine most people will sign up and go, oh, I'll just do a month and blast through it. How big a, big a issue this is going to be in the long term? Who knows? I think when they launch like in Latin America or if they launch in a new country, you have to start the free trial. I do. I completely agree with if it's a brand new service in that country, you need that free trial. You need people to get in there and see it because it's brand new. When it's been established for a while, things can change a little bit. But you know, when it launches in Latin America or other European countries, they need that free trial. They can't go without it. Yeah, and I don't see how it changes after it's been out for several months. If, you, if you're on the fence about it, uh, having that seven-day trial can be what, tips you yeah people will take advantage of it but there are reasons we have trials and you get the people who sign up for seven days and they go no this is actually worth you know six or seven dollars a month and they stay on those are people who are not going to try it without the trial uh and you're losing that money anyway i'm sure they'll get a couple people um you know for oh there's no trial i'll just drop the seven dollars but you know what the the financial difference between the people who who would try the trial and stay on and the people who would just pay the, the money up front, I can't see it being a huge line item in their their uh, quarterly reports or stuff. And I feel like it's a better PR move to keep it than it is to the amount whatever amount of money they would make off of it. I mean, see how this works. Um, I don't think we're going to find out straight away. I think it will be more about the case of when, you know, will, will it, if it comes back that it proved to be that their system failed, if it never comes back, it proves maybe what they thought all along and it is beneficial for them to do it. It's going to be one of those things. I think we're just going to have to wait and see and see how and what, what that happens with that one. Maybe as well, you know, they use the free trial more as a promotion kind of go, you know, like holiday time, Thanksgiving time and go, 
you can get a this month only there's a free seven week seven day trial i could see them maybe sliding into that line of using it as like or free weekends or things like that where they can use it more as a promotion than it's just never-ending trial which doesn't really generate anything for them that could be another way of looking at it yeah i could see an angle for that where um not even just like a seven-day trial to just be like you know the the service is completely free for the this uh this holiday period Mm. um you know we'll we'll even you don't even necessarily have to sign up we'll just give you you know dummy passes put your email here but you don't need to do the whole password thing Mm. um i could see an angle for that um no, but I, I, yeah. <laughs> I still, I still just like, no, you should have the free trial. Yeah. Um, people will take advantage of it, but I think you, you get more positive out of it, out of having it than you do negative, but everyone's entitled to the view. Yeah. Honestly, at the end of the day, whether or not other people are paying for the service really does not factor yeah. into my thoughts at all. It's like, I pay for the service. I watch this stuff. I think it's worth my time if other people do that seven day trial and they don't think it's worth their time, then yeah, that has exactly zero impact on me. We've had quite, I've had quite a few people saying about how they took out the free year deal and they were just really disappointed in it and they don't watch anything on it. They watched the Mandalorian and they've not watched anything since the Mandalorian finished and they're just waiting on Falcon and the winter soldier. And they lied to us. Like you miss, you misread what it was. And ultimately Disney did miss that. You know, they haven't followed through enough with big content. It looks like things are changing, but yeah, it's going to be a while. But I'd love to know what you think of that. Let us know either in the comments or get in touch with us on social media and stuff. I always like to hear people's feedback to it. Moving on from there, we got our brand new uh, series has been announced called a rogue trip uh, we've known about this one for a while but now we've kind of got the official information coming to disney plus on july the 24th all six episodes available again it's all part of the new like drop system so we've got abc news correspondent bod bob woodcroft and his uh, son mac and i'm gonna be honest i don't watch abc news we don't have it over here so i've got no idea who this guy is so um do you know who he is not a clue no uh, the, um. <laughs> yeah the, there's so many personalities now that i mean it's kind of hard to track him. Yeah, apparently he's he's been in a number of uh, wartime correspondent. He's been in some like big. He, he was injured in a roadside bomb, and he kind of wants to do this trip to kind of show people not to be afraid. They're going to Colombia, Papua New Guinea, Ethiopia, Pakistan, Lebanon, and Ukraine. It's being made by National Geographic. Now I'm going to be honest. I love travel documentaries. I love travel shows. I love to travel. I've done so much backpacking. Um, I've spent, yeah, spent way too much time and money um, trotting around the globe with my backpack. So this instantly saw this and was like, I'm in, I'm all in on this. Uh, you know, each episode's in a different country, sign me up. Um, pr- right, right in that mo thing of, this is what I want to watch. This, before when I sort of heard the brief synopsis, it was a bit like, yeah, well, I don't really get what it is. The description, we haven't seen a trailer or anything yet, but for me, yeah, this is up there with what I want to watch. Interesting as well. And it's really, it sometimes is a little bit annoying of where like things like this get announced and no one, you can almost hear the crickets because it just doesn't make any movement at all. No one's, you know, no one's reacting to it. No one's commenting to it. And they're going, guys, this is like what you, you wanted something original to do different. <laughs> and it's like, yep, yeah, no. And uh, for me, this is um, something I'm really looking forward to. 
um, for Disney Plus. This is right up what. But what did you think of it? It sounds pretty interesting. I, I'm not a huge travel uh, documentary fan, although I'm, I'm not against them either. I think there's some really good ones. Uh, but I do appreciate that they're their focus is on uh, less traveled areas or, or areas that people might necessarily not necessarily consider uh, high on their priority list. Um, and honestly, I know very little about many of these places yeah. like uh, Papua New Guinea and, and Ethiopia. So yeah, I'm actually pretty interested to check this out just to see uh, co- uh, countries and areas that I know very little about. Mm. Cause there are, are a lot of great, documentaries about you know backpacking across europe or mm. or seeing um germany france or or say yeah. nigeria or congo or something like that down in africa and you don't get to see other places all that often you know they always go to the same places and, they, and they're beautiful there's reasons people go to those places but but yeah it it's a gigantic planet and there's a lot of places that we don't know about the only thing that always gets me about travel documentaries is why they always go and find the eccentric local and go and go to their house. It's like, you can't, if you're a tourist there, you can't do that. <laughs> it's always like, you know, they'll go to Paris and instead of showing you the Eiffel Tower and Disneyland and the Trump, Trump, they'll end up going to some like weird person's house in the middle of the back of the beyond and go and do something that nobody can go and do. And you're like, yeah, it's not really helping us, <laughs> but I will be interested to see where this one goes. I like, I'm, I'm in, I'm going to watch all of these. Um, I'm also going in maybe completely blank as well. I don't know who these, who this guy is. I've got no preconceived notions of what he is or how he is. So therefore it's all completely fresh for me. Uh, same here too. I don't know who these guys are. Uh, so really, uh, checking out the series series on the strength that it's national geographics and on the places that they're going and that they're taking a, a different approach to this. Mm. Yeah. So that one's there's definitely going to be good. The only thing that really got me with this one is this will lead into our next topic was they put out the July list of everything that's coming and then this was on it and then it got taken off of it. And then the next day they did the announcement for it. It was like, <laughs> it's like uh why did you do that the way around but nevertheless let's jump into what's coming up in july and now this is based on the united states so there are going to be some regional differences so kicking off on friday the third we're going to get in hamilton a couple of movies will be dropping on there we're going to be getting the big green the mighty ducks race to witch mountain and two seasons of animal er and then diary of a wimpy kid roderick rules Ice Age Collision Course. And then we're going to get four seasons of Ice Road Rescues, a new episode of Pixar in real life. As per usual, we then get every single Friday, we get a Disney Family Sunday and a One Day at Disney. And we get a new episode of It's a Dog's Life with Bill Farmer. I'm also in the UK, Frozen 2 comes at the same day. Um, Quite a a bad, not a bad list at all there. Um, Hamilton, obviously the big one. Um, I, I haven't seen Collision Course Ice Age, so I'm going to watch that one as well. I haven't seen Race to Witch Mountain in years. Um, it's got the rock in it, and I can't even remember the Mighty Ducks. So there's actually quite a few things there that I'd quite like to watch. And also Ice Road Rescue. I'm, I'm always a fan of National Geographic stuff, but I don't think that's a bad, bad lineup for Friday. No. Uh, well, Hamilton by itself is obviously mm. the big one. Uh, a lot of people are going to tune in for that. It's been a huge thing here in America. Uh, and I'm, and a lot of people have not had an opportunity to see it because the tickets are very, very hard to come by. Um, 
that's it. I have not seen it. Um, it's not huge on my list, but also we're, we're not getting a ton of new content at the moment. So I'll, I will check it out, see what all the, uh, the commotion is about for it. And, uh, other than that, you know, I, I love the Mighty Ducks. I'm on, I play hockey, so of course I love the Mighty yeah. Ducks, but I've seen it so many times I don't need to see it again. <laughs> the one that, that uh, I want to check out is Race to Witch Mountain. I honestly forgot this movie existed at all. I know I've never seen it. Um, I probably ignored it back in the day because I, I didn't um, associate Dwayne Johnson or The Rock with – don't, don't even do that uh, – with the – with quality content, obviously I'm not coming from a WWE uh, <laughs> fan background. It's only been in recent years where I've been like, wow, this guy actually is really good um, as an actor. So I'll check it out. Uh, give it a look. I don't remember if it got positive or negative buzz when it came out. So, and I'm, gonna, I'm not going to change that. I, I think I'm just going to go in pretty much blind. I'll go off the blurb, which I already read, and, mm. and that's about it. Yeah, I'll be really honest, as I'm a big wrestling fan, so I've been following The Rock ever since he was Rocky Maivia when he made his debut. So I, so that was the difference of like, even when he was appearing in The Scorpion King, I was like, yep, yeah, I'm going to see that. <laughs> that, was, that was enough for me. So moving on from there, July the 10th, Country Fixers, Country Vet, season one. Gigantosaurus, season one, which I know that one's going to be really popular when that one drops onto Disney+. Plus. A lot of people have been asking about that one. So a Star Wars story will be dropping in the US and Canada. Obviously, it's available everywhere else. And then we get one day at Disney, etc. And then a new episode of It's a Dog's Life with Bill Farmer. Solo, big movie. Bit of a slightly weaker one. Oh, we also get Secrets at the Zoo Season 3. So a nice mix. New, new couple of new National Geographic shows, new Disney Channel show. So I think that looks quite a nice lineup for that day. Yeah, no, nothing huge standing out for me personally. I know people have been asking for uh, Gigantosaurus. I've, I've never actually heard of this show before <laughs> doing the Disney Plus podcast like, uh, and seeing people asking for it. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. It looks cool. I love dinosaurs, but obviously it's not exactly our age range. No, um, it's, it's funny how people, it's like so some shows that people are just, you know, in the comments constantly asking for. And the minute you go, this is coming on this date, where's this? And you're like, that's disconnected um and the minute something else is announced and it does feel like everyone moves on to the next thing that's not on there but let's move on now to july the 17th we've got a pre-opening report from disneyland ironically i think that's not not the same day that disneyland's opening up um from being closed i I doubt it's really all that ironic there's probably some method to that madness yeah um is it july i don't trying to see when it is uh oh yeah it is planning out for the 17th so it's the exact same day um so that's hardly ironic the fact that they're gonna get i think that on the game will probably just be us for some reason these legacy old titles don't seem to be getting released internationally the same way all the one all the old like disneyland stuff i don't know if it's because they're not rated or something i don't know quite how that one works we're getting diary of a wimpy kid the long haul how many of these Diary Wimpy Kid movies have ever been released? Because I've never heard of them until suddenly every other week there's like one being announced and then it gets taken off. And then it gets put uh, on the phone and then it gets taken off. <laughs> I, I have no idea. I thought there was one and apparently there's lots of them. Uh, I, yeah, I saw the first one and I don't remember anything from the first one. I just remember being uh, not even 
disappointed with it. I was actively upset by parts of it where I was just, I, I don't even remember what, I don't remember what annoyed me about it, but I remember coming out of that movie or getting off my couch because I watched it at home um, and just being like, that was really bad. But, um, but apparently they're extremely popular. So yeah. See, Wimpy to me know. is a burger food chain. You know, we have burger food. That's just, they're just burgers. Isn't Wimpy the, um, the guy at the Popeye? That's a deep dive for me. I haven't seen <laughs> in years. I think you're right, though. I think it is the, the little yeah, kid, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Jay Wellington Wimpy is the um, so yes. See, we have we have a we have a, a really old fashioned burger chain called Wimpy. Most of them have closed off by now, but that's what. Whenever I hear Diary of a Wimpy Kid, that's my my brain goes to because that's what we had before McDonald's and Burger King over here. Right, moving away from um, old man talking we've got <laughs> disney junior uh, music lullabies arriving on disney plus we're gonna have lost city of machu picchu um i'll watch that one i'll j- just watch the last one they've just been putting on um i did actually go to machu picchu uh, about 12 13 years ago amazing place so i'm going to be watching that one because it just reminds me of being there okay here we go we're also getting seasons one and two of super robot monkey team hyperforce go <laughs> I have no idea what this is, honestly. <laughs> it's like, even the picture's just like, it's just full on. Um, a load of people really excited about it. A 13-year-old boy joins forces with bionic monkeys to save the universe. <laughs> it's like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Power Ranger Power Puff Girl <laughs> mashup. It's, you know what? I, I got to be honest. I might check out the first episode of this just to see because this looks absolutely bonkers i also want to just watch the intro you know you know it's going to be good yeah but super robot monkey team hyperforce go i mean that's literally like let's just spew words together and just chuck them into a (laughs) moving on i haven't haven't seen a trailer or anything but just that that key art looks absolutely nuts yeah and the masketeer at at walt disney world so this is filmed back in 1990 and 1977 again some classic disney content wild chile um, season one, and then we're going to get the last episode of It's a Dog's Life with Bill Farmer. Um, which is just a series that just, uh, it's that feeling of had that all dropped at once. Um, that It almost feels like the last remnants of the, the weekly drop on these, on these kind of series. I don't think we'll be seeing that much again. Um, have you been carrying on with the It's a Dog's Life show? Uh, no, although I actually have been keeping up with, uh, well, not keeping up, that would be an exaggeration, with uh, One Day at Disney. Yeah. Uh, it's one of those ones where I'll get to like Wednesday or Thursday and I just need something on while I'm working and I'll just rip through all the episodes of that that I have not watched because they're like four or five minutes long each. Well, that, those are about 10, but uh, leave them on in the background and just hear some silly fluff pieces from disney i mean it is absolutely 100 a propaganda series it is like look at how great we are and look at how much fun all the people who work here are don't you want to work here uh you know the training video that you always yeah. refer to but it, it does make for some interesting background noise and normally there's yeah. at least one thing per episode you kind of go oh, that's kind of cool i haven't watched it since december and, and that's fair yeah um, i i it's not something I'm going, yeah, I put it on this background and just, you should too. Uh, yeah. No. It, I'll be it, honest. I do that a lot with the National Geographic shows. I've been, that's I, what I've been. And Gravity Falls, that's the other one I've been kind of following through. But See, I, I love the, the National Geographic shows. I love the movies too. Like I'm going to mm-hmm. check out the uh, Lost Cities of Machu Picchu and all that mm-hmm. stuff. But I prefer to not put them as background 
noise because they have such amazing visuals that I want to at least have a certain amount of um, active viewing. Like it might be, it might be up on my second screen while I'm working on the first screen or something like that, but I want to be able to glance at it. And if I'm doing it while I'm working, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not checking out the second screen and I will miss the yeah, cool one, visuals. One that I, that I recently watched all three episodes of the Japan, Japan Sky um, documentary they put on there. Three episodes and they literally just f- fly around, uh, around Japan. It looks absolutely stunning. It is one that you kind of go, yeah, you have to watch that one. But um, So moving on from there, July the 24th, we're going to be getting the whole season of Road Trip, the brand new series. Wild Congo, Wild Sri Lanka, and then... Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. That's obviously the big movie um, there. So again, a couple of big National Geographic shows. Um, I think that looks a fine week. Um, Dead Men Tell No Tales. I can't, can't remember which one that one is. Is that Salazar? That's the, that's the last one. The yeah. one. Uh, yeah, they, they give a little bit of backstory of Jack yeah. Sparrow. And uh, he's got to get the Black Pearl back because it was stuck in a bottle or something i barely remember yeah uh, yeah for um, some reason it was called like salazar's revenge over here i don't know why um, they gave it a different name um no idea i'll watch it um i know it's not available on disney plus over here anyway but um i keep that's what throws me off with dead men tell no tales because it's like what was that one because <laughs> it's, it's well to be fair um even even once you get past the first one, the naming's like, wait, was that the second one? Was that the third one? I don't remember. Mm. Uh, to be honest, I saw this one when it came out, and uh, I think we talked about it actually on yeah. the Disney Kingdom podcast, where I thought it was a perfectly fine ending to yeah. the Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, not not in itself a great movie, but it does provide a satisfying conclusion to uh, the story that started with the first movie, uh, and I hope that they. I know that they're not, but I hope that they just kind of let it rest at that point and, and let it come to an end or just go off on a completely different group. Uh, you know, yeah. there, there's a lot of stories you can tell with Pirates of the Caribbean. It doesn't have to have Jack Sparrow in it, please, guys. No. Seriously. See, that to me, it's just, just, just um, Pirates of the Caribbean. Right now on July the 31st, we're getting the brand new season of Muppets Now. All six episodes will be dropping that day. Um, yeah, we've seen nothing other than some key art, which is just the Muppets, which could have been something they they could be showing us a film a picture from 1970s there's not really anything to go off of <laughs> so we'll wait and see what's going on with that one then we're going to be getting incredibles 2 in the united states and canada as at least netflix um alaska animal rescue season one animal showdown season one best job ever season one big cat games cradle of the gods destination world season one dr oakley yukon vet season eight Fearless Adventures with Jack Randall, Season 1, Hidden Kingdoms of China, Hunt for the Abominable Snowman, India's Wild Leopards, Jungle Animal Rescue, Season 1, Kingfishers, Season 1, Lost Temple of the Inca, which is a uh, documentary, Marvel Funko, Seasons 1 and 2, Surviving the Mount Helens, or Surviving the Mount St. Helens Disaster, Weirdest, baddest, oh, sorry, weirdest, bestest, truest, season one, and what Sam sees. Yeah, what jumped out at you from that lot? <laughs> Actually, quite a few. I mean, it's a huge drop, but um, Muppets, obviously, mm. uh, Big Cat Games, Cradle of the Gods, um, The Hidden Kingdom of China, yeah. India's Wild Leopards, uh, The Lost Temple of the Inca. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of good. 
National Geographic stuff dropping. And then of course the Incredibles too, if you haven't seen that, uh, I, I don't, I still don't think it was a necessary sequel, but they did a decent enough job with it. Yeah. It's um, one of the things with this, with that one there, there's a few of those ones at the end, which look to be almost like our National Geographic kids YouTube videos that they, they've just pulled over. And it really feels like they, uh, whoever's, whoever's doing the Disney Plus library at the minute is going, shall we go over to the, the National Geographic and have a look at the archives? Again? They opened up and go, oh, there's a lot in here to go to. We need to start dropping this stuff out there. It's like they seem to have found the National Geographic <laughs> library because they're going to go in a little bit further back than we've seen. Um, I'm loving all this stuff. I think it's a good way of building out that library, making everything available. It's really funny with National Geographic. There's so many people just like, oh, it's National Geographic. And it's, it's like, yeah, but your feelings on National Geographic shows are kind of like how I look at the Disney Channel shows of just like, if you drop Ant Farm, which is coming this week, I've got no idea what that is. I'm never going to watch it. But a documentary about ants, I'll watch. <laughs> yes. it, it's, it's really funny how people get all up in arms about things like that. Like, you know, uh, what else is dropping that week? The, the Funko yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the kids animal yeah. showdown. I, I absolutely don't care about yeah. that. But you know what? The fact that I don't care about it, I'm not upset that they're releasing yeah. it. It's like, I'm just not going to watch it. But the fact that it's there, mm-hmm. somebody's going to watch it and they're going to enjoy it. And, and that's fantastic. It, not yeah. every single thing that they put on this has to be for you. I think the trouble is, is now is it's very much in the line of the things that everyone are looking for are being dropped on slowly. And every time something is announced, it's like, this isn't what I want. This isn't what I want. And it's like, yeah. And like you say, it's not always about what you want. Yeah, there's a load of stuff on here that people are asking for all the time. But they're holding on to it for a reason. They're stretching this stuff out. You know, you look at this now and you can definitely see that they have looked at their catalog and at their library and gone, we're going to make sure that there is one big Disney movie every week for the summer. You know, you're going to get something, you know, I think Incredibles 2 and Muppets now, that would, that's that's a good line. And then you got all this other bonus stuff coming in on the top. Um, you know, an eighth season of Dr. Yukon Vet. You know, I think that one's good. I, you look at now at like the whole of July and you kind of go, okay, so we've got four big drops. They are, it's much better the way they're doing it with a weekly drop rather than all at the beginning of the month. Like they'd started back in uh, sort of December time. Also, you can definitely feel like the Disney Plus originals losing that weekly uh, episode because it kind of feels quite you know I've been I especially am so used to doing number of articles you know I obviously do the, I do the video every day you know that kind of feeling of like what's new on Disney Plus on Fridays and like oh we got a new episode of this and we got a new episode of that and it's like well now it's like every it's starting to feel like every Friday is completely different than the previous Friday because I think it was like especially I remember you know for a few weeks for nearly like you start feeling like you're just saying the same thing over and over again because it's like, at the minute, a new episode of Disney Gallery, The Mandalorian, and a new episode of It's a Dog's Life. But now it's like completely different things all the time. July is going to be so different because we're, we're kind of losing that. And while on one hand, I do like the weekly drop, I think we're definitely going to continue that with dramas. I can't see that happening with like Mandalorian season two. I think it works better. I think like the Clone Wars, it works better dropping weekly. But these documentary series, yeah, just drop a lot at once and let's have fun with it. Um, and I think it will be interesting to see how this is working. They must be doing it for a reason. But if they can drop one original a week, that's to me feels like the natural way of doing it. You know, one and focus all your attention on that one thing that week. 
Um, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But, you know, I, I still think there's a good... I think July's lineup. I think that looks pretty solid. Um, the UK lineup's a little bit weaker. We haven't got all the National Geographic stuff. And also a lot of the movies that were announced for the US, they've already got. And that's the thing that keeps people going, well, there's not a lot on here. It's like, well, yeah, but you've actually... We've, you've got all of this. And it feels like they, they're starting to align a little bit more internationally. Like, they're starting to line up you know what every country is getting to kind of get onto the same page because i think that's ultimately where they want to get to is right you know this movie comes out you're all getting it on the same day rather than this drop and it's going to take a year or two to get through it all it's going to take more than a year to get through it all at this point um yeah no i i appreciate the the amount that they're dropping every week uh i think the only week in july where i'm not super excited for anything is the 10th uh, that's the week uh, Gigantosaurus yeah. and uh, Critter Fixers and all that drops. They don't have something huge for me, but that's mm-hmm. okay. That's Sometimes it's also nice to have that where you can just go, yeah, that weekend or that, that, that week until the, the 17th pops in, I can just relax. I can watch some back catalog items. I can try some stuff uh, that I haven't seen before or is highly recommended or, or maybe go on a nostalgia trip and be like, ah, you know, that's the week I'm going to watch – uh, this movie that I loved as a kid, but I haven't seen in in twenty years or whatever. I think as well as interesting, like with the like the Disney Channel stuff. There's a lot of the shows on the Disney Channel have gone on hiatus, so therefore they're not dropping. And I think they need to fix that issue. But it does feel now this kind of idea that you're getting whole seasons each Friday rather than like individual episodes and. It's kind of quite, I find it quite interesting to look at this of like where we are for July to how like December's drops look so, that six months difference from like even to January to July. There's such a big difference in how they've changed Scott and they're learning. They're just learning how things, and I'm looking at this list going, okay, that's good. I, I think that looks pretty, pretty straight, pretty good. Lots of different bits and pieces. There's obviously some things that I'd like more of. Um, I like things a little bit quicker. I like things to be day and day, um, especially with someone. And this is something um, I was interested in. It's kind of like, obviously this past week, uh, Love Victor arrived onto Hulu. There's been a lot of discussion on our Facebook group about that show should have been on Disney Plus. Uh, however, it wasn't. Um, that I think would have been a big, big, big boost this week to have it on there. And I just before I was watching, before we started recording, I've been, I've started watching so, uh, Primal Survivor. Um, it's a National Geographic show, and he's out in the, he was out in, in the um, in Kenya's going around, basically learning how to live in the wild, and he's having to take a load of herd across to another village, and so they've got all the uh, the the warriors there, and they had to shoot a bow and arrow into the neck of a cow to drain off two pints of blood to then to drink it and then to also to mix it with milk and drink it because that's what they're going to be living on for three days and then as a rite of passage you then have to gut a goat and then drink the blood straight out of the out of the guts and i'm sitting there going i'm 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 sorry <laughs> this point but this whole thing about this being for families and the things that um, this can be shown, but love Victor can't. <laughs> it's like, he's drinking blood straight out of a goat that he's just killed. And now I know why they're doing it, and it's perfect. And you know, you could say it's natural, and they're they're trying to survive, and it's completely. But it's like, come on, you can't. <laughs> it's like, oh, they got they got to blur it. They got to blur it because normally, unlike Doctor Pose, they generally would blur out. It. I'm going, no, they went full on. I'm going. 
get on. This is what I want to see the full, I want to see the full version. I don't want it blurred out or things because if you're going to show it, show it. But I was sitting there going, come on guys, you cannot do this. And then <laughs> I was like, this is, this is pretty, this is pretty heavy. This is, and I'm like, I understand it. I mean, I don't, you know, it's like thing of drinking blood because they need to to survive because there's no water. So if you take two, two, um, basically if you take like a bunch of uh, water, blood out of a cow, mix it with milk, that's basically your dinner for the next, for the day kind of thing. And I mean, it sounds horrendous. And I was just like watching it. And then like, even just watching Dr. Poe, you know, you know, he's um, cutting up a, a dead horse carcass to find out what's going on. And you're like going, um, this is national, you know, national you go, this is what I want to see from this. But where does this line draw this line of like, what's, of, and it's like, that's what ratings are for. That's, you know, it's your choice. And you, and they say at the front, you know, they've got a warning at the front going, user discretion advised. It's like, that's fine. Put that there. You know, what's going to happen. And it was just like, I was a little bit like, Whew, okay, I'm really glad it's on there. Cause I'm going to watch There's four seasons of this thing. It's so me, but <laughs> I was just like, really? <laughs> There are different standards for documentaries than there are for yeah. fiction series. Or, yeah. you know, we, we accept that in um, nonfiction series, so not even just documentaries, just nonfiction in general, uh, there may be things that you would not otherwise show to people. And that, that could be gore, that can be um, violence, it can even be nudity. I don't think there's any on Disney no. Plus that, that go on that one, but... I remember growing up, you, you know, you would see the National Geographic's documentaries and be like, yeah, well, there's this tribe in Africa and they just all walk around topless and they'd have no problem showing that in school. But yeah. then if you, you wanted to see something uh, that was a fiction movie, yeah, uh, even the hint of yeah. uh, nudity, like, nope, this is not, this is not set. I don't know where that line is drawn. I, I don't have, I don't have the psychology mm -hmm. background for it, but we tend to be more accepting. So, uh, this is reality, quote unquote. Yeah. It's, it's still a skewed mm. view of reality. It's you know, uh, it's still a narrative because there's mm. someone editing it and putting it all together. But we like, nope. This is just how it is. That if you want to survive in this situation, uh, then maybe you've got to drain a, a cow of some blood or or whatever. Yeah, I, I have to tell you, I'm not watching that. <laughs> I, cannot, I can't. I could not watch that. Oh, I, I was. I'm so, I, I. It's like I just watched. It was like. This is great. This is a, it's like, you know, like someone says to you, like, is there anything on there for adults? I've just found a fantastic series. <laughs> I'm, because I think I saw one episode when we were in Hong Kong last um, year, because we only had limited, I think, and they were sort of like man surviving on his own kind of thing. And this is similar to that. I'm like, okay, yeah, I kind of like quite like these shows by the looks of it. And it was just like, yeah, this is what we want. This National Geographic need to be able to put these things on there. Kind of funny as well, because you know, obviously, on a, on a, if, you're, if your kids are on their kids' profile, they're not going to be able to see it. You have, um, I come across someone, quite a few people have been asking, like, it's throwing people off. They can't, the kids can't watch Moana because an email went out from Disney saying about, you know, all these shows that are available. On Disney. And Moana's like top three, top four every week. And people are going, I can't watch Moana. They've taken it off. It's like, are you on a kid's profile? Yes, you can't watch it. And they're like, but it's a kid's show. It's Moana, it's kids. Like, no, it's a PG. So it's blocked on the kids' account. So it's, you know, even like their own, you know, the parents, some parents are going, well, why is it calm? And it's like Moana's perfectly fine for their kid. They don't view that as an issue, but the rating gets blocked on a kid's account and things like that. I mean, I just feel like Disney Plus needs that, a, a password or a pin code just to be able to put some of this, things like 
Primal Survivor on there, you know, put it on there, just put it behind a lock so that kids can't watch it. But I, I am 100% on board on putting things like this on. I think National Geographic, more of this stuff needs to be. There's a whole host of shows that aren't on here you know, about World War Two or about all this kind of stuff that's completely missing. It's all valuable information. It's all learning history. It's all should be, it just feels at the minute there's just a lot of animal stuff. We seem to be in a lot of the animal stuff. We've not really gone really into the, you know, the mega structures and all of that kind of side of things. And I think it'll all be coming soon because I think they're just going to keep dropping season after season as they just go through. And maybe animal stuff just seems to be more popular at the moment. But yeah, I, that's one show I've been enjoying. Also, um, like I said, I've been doing a bit of Gravity Falls. I'm trying to think what else. We, we, I was sat there the other day. We had Rogue One was on ITV. Saturday, Sunday night premiere. And then from that, it was just like, why am I sat here watching it on ITV with commercials? I could watch it on <laughs> It's strange how we do that. It's like... <laughs> If I really want to watch this, I could just put it on and I don't have to deal with the commercials and I don't yeah. have to deal with whatever edits they had to make to, yeah. to get it within the time slot they wanted to fix it in. But we will still, we'll, we'll, or, or, you know, a movie will come on and you're like, I love this movie. And, and, yeah. I, and I'm just going to sit and watch it. And like, I literally have the DVD right <laughs> over there. I'll just pop that in. Nah, it's too yeah. much effort. It is, it is really funny how you, you end up doing that. And especially lately, because it feels like the, the TV channels are kind of running out of content. So they're putting more movies on and stuff. And, like, sitting there and you just drop into like Jurassic Park 3 for like an hour and then drop back out again. But yeah, I was watching that. So what else have you been watching on Disney Plus? Um, let's see. Uh, continuing with Gravi- Gravity Falls. I'm actually almost done with it now because it's not quite as long as I thought it was. Uh, and I tried out... Um, princess and the frog which i'd actually never yeah. never seen that movie before this past week i'm like all right let's let's watch that let's try something new and yeah it's great I, yeah I, it's a lot of people have been watching that this past week i think it's kind of funny i think if if someone had said hey keith david is in this um he he plays the the bad guy in it yeah i i probably would have watched it much earlier i love keith david's work especially um since i, I saw or watched him growing up in gargoyles and it, watched him I, I heard him doing the voice of goliath yeah. um and i've always loved his voice so i'm actually kind of surprised it took them that long to cast him in a disney movie because he's got that great villain voice and he had a good villain song too in the movie so uh that was pretty much my week i yeah uh on the disney plus side of things i did watch um some episodes of star wars rebels not not even from the beginning uh yeah. but it was like you know what um go to some random episodes and watch it because I haven't seen the show in a while and it was a lot of fun. It was just something a little bit different. So Gravity Falls, uh, almost done with it. And I'm kind of sad that I'm almost done with it, but I, I know from what I've read that it will have a solid ending. So I'm not you know worried about that. A little bit of Star Wars Rebels without any form of aim whatsoever. Uh, watch some episodes from season one, watch some episodes from season three, whatever. And Princess and the Frog. Yeah, I also did a few more episodes of... Uh, Agents of Shield, because um, we got the like I said, we got five seasons that, over here. I have I'm um, making my way through season six on Amazon because ultimately I think once season seven drops, then they'll all shift over to Disney Plus eventually. Yet yeah, I have been watching the new season of that, so that's obviously not on Disney Plus yet. Uh, it's not on yeah. any streaming service unless you pay for it. Um, I think it's on Hulu, but, aren't they? Aren't the new episodes on Hulu? I'll have to check. I after. don't have a Hulu sub right now. Um, yeah. I, if they are, then that's great. Uh, still 
not sure what I feel about the current season, but I also didn't really like the last season all that much. I thought it was a bit of a, a, a drop after some pretty solid seasons. So I'm, yeah, I'm currently about halfway through season six and I'm a little bit like the lines of going, um, how it's like, I've sort of sitting there going, right. Okay. So we've had like inhumans, then we've had Hydra, then we've gone, um, off to, a planet where they've blown it up and then they've gone back it's like yeah it's it's it's, it's definitely gone a bit odd um i it's, i didn't really think much of season five because that was on i just finished season five on disney plus because we got up the first five seasons over here and yeah i kind of went okay because i kind of fell off of it i think after they went to the, went to space into the future i'm like what there <laughs> yeah that was weird and honestly, season five, it had some moments to it, it had some really good action moments to it, yeah. but it wasn't, it's very clear that they were, they were struggling to find something that they could do that would be impactful, but not have any impact at all on uh, the Infinity War story, which was also going on at the time. And it's just yeah. like, yeah, I, you know, it, it's, I, I've enjoyed the series, mm-hmm. e- even from the beginning. I know a lot of people were upset that it took a while for it to get going didn't really pick up until uh winter soldier came out but i've liked it from the beginning i'm also not sad that it's going to be gone at the end of this season i think yeah. it's it's a good resting point for it kind of also to, to me it, it feels like it's like lost where what it's like not really it wasn't really about shit because it was like i was watching this this episode earlier this week and the, you know the two girls they all went into this like casino on a, on a planet mm. and they were and, and they got they like some flowers and like we're getting high and you listen to it and going um it was just sort of sitting there going yeah this is really kind of gone so f-, and they're all just nonchalant just like you know oh yeah we're on an alien planet dealing with aliens like it was like in star wars and you're there going this is kind of I, yeah i just i have i have not really been feeling it the same way it doesn't feel like you know the the cops running around cleaning up and sorting out the issues after the superheroes it's more like they've become the superheroes of like star trek and it's like yeah no it's not quite what yeah and some of them are legitimately like you probably could be on the avengers just fine you, you know you've got yeah. yo-yo with her powers and uh quake with hers and it's just like eh, heck colson's practical got superpowers at that point too yeah he's got like his bionic arm and pop a, a yeah. captain america shield out of it and, and uh no spoilers it's going to get even wackier than that yeah um yeah it you, it's one of those fun things where you can trace the beginning of that show you can do this with the dc yeah. um shows yeah. too like arrow it started out as like a mm. gritty dark vigilante and and by the end of it, it's like yeah we're we're fighting the crisis on infinite earths where bajillions of people are are dying and i'm shooting arrows at spectral beings like how do we get from here to there uh you know <laughs> agents of shield is very much the same where it started out as a almost a buddy cop ncis yeah. kind of show and now we're current season that's like uh yeah we're uh we're, we're jumping through time and and here's some bootleggers and here's some atomic testing in um you know area 51 yeah. and cool like what? This is, how, how do we get here but then this is where i i'm having obviously now with marvel studio running the the marvel side of things where they can start getting on track because all these shows have all been like you know you, you know you say that like with the daredevil shows and like cloak and dagger and 
um, the runaways, they're all like, oh, something happened in New York, but that's the oh, as far, and we can show you a picture of Captain America, but that's as far as we're allowed to go anywhere near. We acknowledge that, you know, we are part of the MCU, you're not. You mention, you know, you make out that you are, but there's no cause and effect, you know, in any of this stuff. And it just, I'm really hoping that with Falcon and the Winter Soldier that we move away from all of this and it all just becomes just live action version is just like, if it means, you know, I mean, I know there's a lot of hope around like Daredevil coming back and all the rest of it, but it's like, if they do, if they bring, the trouble is if they bring him back, does that not make those episodes canon and then it kind of messes it all up? I don't know. I don't even know if they are canon. I mean, I, kind of are I think are. <laughs> I think officially they are still canon. Um, yeah, but they don't impact anything. And, and yeah. you know, like um, the first, se- uh, first season of Luke Cage had the Judas bullet in it. Yeah. And we've seen the Judas bullet show up in other places as well. I think it yeah. showed up in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And, and it might even have, have popped into one of the movies. But you just don't, they just don't call yeah. it that. Um, but, or they never name it specifically. Yeah. So it's one of those things where you, you see it and you're like, oh, that's, that's from Luke Cage, but they never draw attention. And I kind of want, I want them to have both though. You know, I want them to have the winter, the Falcon and Winter Soldier stuff, which is basically um, a long form movie. You know, it's six or eight episodes of uh, of what would have been otherwise a movie. But I, I do like having these on the margin shows that are, yeah, there was an event in New York. Oh, um, yeah, I, there was there might have been this snap thing that happened and some people disappeared for a while but otherwise their impact is minimal because it there's a lot of room to tell these low impact stories not everything has to be uh well the entire universe is at stake it can just be it can just be this person's life um is is thrown into a major thing it can be a small personal story it does not have to to have the huge world threatening event yeah i think that's the thing as well of just like the idea of doing something because agents of shield i remember like you know we haven't had nick fury turn up in the first episode we then had like a crossover from the dark world where they went in after the events of what happened in london and fixed it and tried to cover it up and then you had the after effects of them going picking something up with lady sif and then they obviously we had that massive event that happened with winter soldier where everything like changed for them like the entire story had to just flip and then they start doing the inhuman stuff and it's like okay you're getting ready for the inhuman series and that never they never connected up um and i still feel like the inhumans was such a weird thing of where you could tell marvel was a, like split at that point of them going we want to do inhumans and the mcu going do, do, do you really need to but we need to do something you got to give us something <laughs> and like now you know, the well, inhumans, I mean, yeah. the Inhumans is going to be one weird chapter in the both the, the stuff that happened in Agents of Shield and then the Inhumans uh, eight episode series as well, because that was during that time period when Fox wasn't part of the 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 collective or whatever you want to think of it as, and the X Men rights were all over the place, and the Inhumans were such a blatant attempt for them to be like, we're going to replace the X Men with these people that nobody cares about. It's like, well, yeah, if it doesn't have uh, Wolverine and Jean Grey and Professor X. I really don't care. This is not the X-Men. And they, I don't care what they say, what the official line is. Everyone knows the Inhumans were supposed to be the X-Men replaces and it just fell flat yeah. so terribly. Nobody cares about the Inhumans. Heck, even the people who are writing the Inhumans don't care about the Inhumans. I just always feel like the idea of having a series with a main character who can't talk 
just doesn't he's just doomed it's it's never made sense in the in the books either it's like okay he can't talk all right give him a tablet so he can write <laughs> he, he learned i did appreciate that the actor uh, who played black bolt in yeah. uh the inhumans like created a, a sign language that he would use with medusa yeah um which i think is an underrated aspect of the series he, yeah. he actually developed it himself and it's like yeah that makes sense of course he would have a sign language but even in the in the in the comics they're like oh yeah medusa just just speaks for him there, there's no yeah she, she just knows what he wants and it's like mm. just give him yeah. something to write on seriously no. it's not that hard it is it is a strange one so hopefully that will all kind of start um lining up um apparently filming and stuff is all starting to slide into um starting to get ready for things in july a number of areas are opening up um just things are, things are moving apparently there was some casting news and stuff that people that were needed for Prague, they, they, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, they have to go back. Anthony Mackie even turned up on I think the Jimmy Fallon show and said they still have a little bit left to do. So the idea that Falcon and the Winter Soldier could be dropping in six weeks, six, eight, ten weeks at the minute, I can't see that happening. Um, I think it's bound to be delayed. Apparently they're going in some reshoots for One Division as well um, next month. Um, I think One Division still got a very good chance of hitting its December release date um, because I think they did film most of that beforehand. But f- the only thing is with that Falcon and Winter Soldier, whether or not they do do that kind of like you can have the first three episodes. Um, the first episode drops on like the thirty first of August, so we technically made it. Because <laughs> um, I've been seeing like people putting up like countdowns to like and going like the first of August for like Captain uh, for the, the show and going. No, <laughs> it's like you, you can't put 79 days to Falcon and like, there's no date. You've got no, they're not even finished filming it. <laughs> it's bound to be, it's, it's, it's well, there's no, I cannot see how it's going to arrive and finish on time. Yeah, that, that's, I can see them doing like a split season. We yeah. can do, but it all depends on what's been filmed. Uh, things don't yeah. film in order. It's entirely possible that they still have stuff to film for the first mm-hmm. episode. We don't know. Uh, but I could st- if they do have that stuff ready, I could see them going, all right, here's the first three episodes, uh, and we will get the next three episodes uh, in a month after a break, mm-hmm. so we have the time to finish the special effects. Uh, and there is a, a big difference between WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier being WandaVision, you can probably shoot almost exclusively on sound stages. Yeah. Uh, there's very little on-location shooting. They don't have to go to Czechoslovakia or, or wherever, yeah. Czech Republic. Um, Sorry about that. And, uh, yeah. but WandaVision is going to, heck, they could probably use the volume. Um, well, that was, just gonna, that was actually still gonna... a stupid name. I'm going to still call it the moving wall. Well, yeah, because apparently also they're going to be using that for Obi-Wan Kenobi, the series. Ewan McGregor said that he was talk- he's been watching the, the gallery show and he's been told that they're going to be using using that technology so they have to go to um, Dubai and, and not Tatooine, to Tunisia to do all that. Con- we, I mean, we said this weeks ago that this was going to very much likely to be the case, but yeah, basically all the Star Wars, you can bet all those Star Wars shows are going to use that volume. Um, they are so going to use it. Did you watch the last episode before we finish off? Because I did watch it yesterday. I have not seen the last episode of the gallery. Um, looking forward to that, though. Yes, very much about uh, how much of a geek they all are and how much they really went into the um, 
wanted to expand on universe, take all the toys they had as kids that have never had the right, and just, they were talking and they were showing these toys off and it was a little bit on the lines of going, I had that toy, I had that toy, I know that, I had that toy. Because I, we ended up buying this massive, my parents brought me this massive box of secondhand Star Wars toys. So I must have had, I'd probably say maybe 70, 80% of what the toys were, but we were able to get them obviously much cheap. So I had all these little figures of all these little random people that are in the movies for like 10, for two seconds. And I obviously, when they turn up and when they do stuff, I recognize it because of those toys and listening to Dave and John talk about the toys and like even taking a, this man, this um, troop transport that happened, they had a toy out and it never appeared in the movie. They put it in the movie, in the series because they had the toy. And it was just like things like that. I go, yeah, these guys, they're going deep. They've gone in really deep. They're not making anything new up. They're going in and just using up all the little, taking characters from video games and just, you can tell they just love the, the little stuff. And yeah, it was a really good episode. That series has completely changed how I thought about it because I thought the first episode or two were pretty generic, but as they went on, they did get a lot better. And there's a lot of technical information in there too. A lot of how they did stuff in addition to why they did stuff. But yeah, when you pay attention to that kind of detail, like including say the troop transport or, yeah. or having a modified ATST, things like that in there, uh, you can generally feel pretty secure that, that if they're putting those details, that they've got the big details right too. Yeah. Um, and there's just a feeling that the guys who made this, love the source material they didn't want to recreate the source material and that, that's the big separating point between it and the disney movies uh like force awakens and whatnot like mm -hmm. that where they they didn't want to put their stamp on it they wanted to play within the playground yeah. like uh, i think you might have mentioned it last week but it's that quote where they they didn't go back to the movies for inspiration they went to the movies that inspired star yeah. wars and used those and it's like that's that's a good way of doing it because it yeah. You're still drawing from that same field. You still have that same um, inspiration for it. I, I'm kind of reusing yeah. words at the moment. I'm, I'm doing the Disney sequel yeah. treatment. Uh, but yeah, no, you can just tell that entire series is done with Do love. You, and I think the gallery really has highlighted that. Yeah, it did. It did. Um, one of the things I did find was really funny was, you know, those like um, animals that they walk, that they, that like, um, they walk on the little like two-legged little mm -hmm. squ they came from the ewok movie i didn't they know that <laughs> i know I, I remember them mentioning that that, that was in one of the earlier yeah. episodes of the gallery as well yeah they but, showed the oh. clip, they showed a clip of i mean the footage was dreadful oh I mean, they, it was so grainy um there's a reason the ewok movies are not on there and it's not just the quality of them it's the quality of the prints uh, yeah, sure they, they basically are but it was just and, and like there was even this off scene of like that like john like talking about the fact he got the gun made up from the, from boba fett for from the holiday special and he sort of said to george lucas while he's all set and george was like really i didn't have nothing to do with that <laughs> and george was like i oh, you know he's like they've really got you know the fact they're taking stuff from the and he goes well it's canon now <laughs> i was just like wow you're taking stuff from the ewok movies that's how you know Seriously, <laughs> well, they've got stuff from the Ewoks movie. They've they've also bringing in stuff from uh, the extent the old extended universe. Yeah. yeah, the stuff that worked. Obviously, we saw that with say Thrawn in the Rebels series. Mm. Um, uh, Beskar, the mm. the metal was one of them. I know they they had actually referred to it previously in some of the comic series. Uh, yeah. I think Doctor Aphra had a couple references to it, but 
Beskar was something that hadn't really been codified mm-hmm. in the new uh, um, extended universe mm-hmm. the, in the in the new uh, continuity. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. And having them have it be a fairly important aspect of the first several episodes in the reforming of the armor was largely drawn from the old continuity where, you know, they, they had a whole thing about uh, Boba, you know, Boba Fett was still alive and the, he escaped the Sarlacc and all that fun stuff. And there, there was a whole section of several of the books where they went out and they got Beskar and made starships out of him because the thing was basically indestructible and it could deflect lightsabers, which is, which may or may not be important at some point. But also, I mean, what was, I mean, they spent like five minutes talking about the ice cream maker. That's how deep they were. <laughs> the ice cream maker is one of those things. I mean, I've mentioned it plenty of times yeah. here. Um, it's one of those like minute details, like you were talking about the background character who appears for two seconds and is never seen again. And he has become such a legend in Star Wars mm. continuity with that stupid ice cream maker. But I remember when Mandalorian came out when, when we were talking about this back in at the end of last year, I was like, that's the ice cream maker. <laughs> it is thing. pretty cool. But yeah, so overall that's pretty much going to wrap up this week's episode. So let us know in the comments below what you've been watching, what you're looking forward to seeing in July. Love to hear all of your thoughts. Again, a big thank you to all of our patrons for all of your support. And just remember as well, you can help support the um, website and the podcast as little as a dollar a month over there. And you get access to exclusive content, including a weekly Q and a video. Um, on that note, guys, thank you very much for joining us, and we shall see you guys in another episode. Laters. Later. Make sure to save your ice cream maker if the Empire comes calling. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>